Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the NFL podcast Laces Out. Now, I know what you're thinking. Regular season's over. Going into the playoffs. Less games. Shorter podcast. Going to be real, sort of, simple, concise. Get the information out. Half an hour, early doors, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a long NFL podcast. Me and Paul really dive into the games, gives us the opportunity with less games to get more in-depth, which, personally, I really like. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around. If you know someone, they're an NFL fan, send this podcast their way. They will thank you for it. Right, anyway, enough from me. Let's talk American football. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Yes, indeed. Recording. Very much in progress, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome along in to the Cookie Cast Podcast Network. And for those of you watching us on YouTube, you will notice that it is not four smiling faces looking back at you. It's not even three smiling faces looking back at you. It's the dynamic duo back again, myself and Mr. Cook, which can only mean one thing. I didn't get a guess. They weren't able to get a guess yet again. Ah, this is one of those situations. This is this is literally that. This is just me holding my hands up going, there were only two possible people that I would want to have got on for guests this week. I did not approach either of those people. One of them, I imagined, was going to give me the middle finger if I even suggested doing an NFL podcast. And the other one would have maybe run full speed at the NFL podcast to get to get on with the opportunities and ultimately I didn't I didn't set anything up and I've let I've let myself down I've let you down I've let these people down but more importantly I've let myself down so um <laughs> yeah it's Do you all, know what? it's all on me I think if if one thing has, has taught me anything from this season's podcast is that I don't think we necessarily need a guest. I was just about to say we don't need guests to be able to <laughs> get through our uh, our week in week out NFL podcast. Well, 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 let's well let's put it this way: we're at we're at week 18's wrap up, and we're at technically what would be week nineteen for predictions. Which, factoring in a pre-season show, means we've been doing it for the best part of 20 weeks. So, we're talking... By the time we get to Super Bowl wrap-up show, it's the best part of half a year. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because as a, as a game that has like an eight-month off-season, it, it's also six months of the year, which doesn't obviously add up. 
so it's 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 deceptive it's deceptive because obviously we class the sort of the season as starting in what September September start and finishing and finishing in at the end of January. Yeah. But the fact that they've now made it a seventeen week game season means that, that pushes the extra week on. Then you've got the bye week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Yep. So obviously that's added an extra week on as well. You've got an extra week in the pre-season, I think, potentially. And the pre-season went from three games to four games within the last couple of years. So that extends it. And I know we don't really cover the pre-season because we don't really go into it that much. But so the, the, the season kind of starts in August, let's be, let's be sort of real, and it kind of finishes now, midway through February. I so, always, I always like it because in in July you get that post that says, "Hey, just so you know, this is the last month without football," and it's just like mm, delightful. And, and they've been sort of sneaky in the fact that they've managed to sort of make the draft be almost equidistant from the end of the previous season and the start of the next season. So they've kind of worked out where you only really ever have a maximum of, say, six to eight weeks with no th- like no goings on in the NFL. Well, it's, that, it, then, it's that thing, isn't it? NFL Network doesn't shut down. No. It doesn't stop doing stuff. It's like if you put, if you, if you get to like, you know, March, April time, put NFL Network on it. It's not like it's just like a blank screen. There's plenty, you know, there's still stuff going on. They track that off-season day in, day out. And obviously it gets, it certainly gets quieter, but, you know, there is still stuff going on. It would, it would be, it would be top banner if they basically just decided, like, as soon as the Super Bowl ended, so basically the next day's programme was like, well, we couldn't really be asked to sort of actually put any scheduling on today. So we've just basically signed a deal that for one day we're just going to track Comedy Central or something like that, and it just basically just just patches in whatever episode of South Park's on that day, a couple of episodes of Friends dotted round and stuff like that, and it just shows you that on the network. Um, anyway, I feel like we've been off on the tangent somewhere there, so let's get back to it. So we uh, we come to you hot off the back of Week 18 of the regular season ending, so. I can't do the maths that quick. I was going to say so many games. I think it's in the 200s. Let's just say 260. Let's just pick a number randomly. 260. 260 games done and dusted. Happy days. Um, the post-season is set. Sure, sure. The, as, as we knew going into last week, the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens officially have the week off as they had sewn up the number one seed. But which teams would make it in there with them? Obviously, myself and Mr. Cook had made our picks. Um, the stats mistress very kindly stepped in at the last minute to be the guest with her picks for last week. So I have those in the book. And I will go through said picks right now. So... Another another good week, I'd say, across the board after having the uh, the, the previous two weeks being um, not stellar showings for the guests. Um, the guests uh, back on form this week. We were all within one or two picks of each other. So coming in third place with nine 
of 16 picks correct. It is the guest, it is the stats mistress this week. Oh. Uh, Leon was let down by the Ravens not beating the Steelers, the mm. Vikings not beating the Lions, mm. the Patriots not beating the Jets, the Cardinals not beating the Seahawks, the Eagles not beating the Giants, the Rams not beating the 49ers, no, sorry, the 49ers not beating the Rams, even, apologies, and the... Dolphins not beating the Bills. Seven picks incorrect from 16, giving it a nine out of 16 correct. Which means that getting the point this week, either myself or Mr. Cook, and like I said, there was only one pick in it. One of us had 10 out of 16 selections correct. One of us had 11 16 selections correct. And having the cruel side of destiny this week is... Mr. Paul Williams with 10 of the 16 selections correct. The six teams that let me down were the Colts not beating the Texans, the Browns not beating the, uh, the Bengals, the Patriots not beating the Jets, the Jaguars not beating the Titans, the Eagles not beating the Giants, and the 49ers not beating the Rams, which means taking the point for the week with 11 of 16 selections correct. Very well done, sir. It is indeed Mr. Andrew Cook. Andrew was only let down by the Ravens not beating the Steelers. Mm. The Browns not beating the Bengals, similar to myself. Mm. The Jaguars not beating the Titans, similar to myself. Mm. The Eagles not beating the Giants. Mm. 49ers not beating the Rams. All other 11 teams came through in the clutch for Mr. Cook giving him an extra point for the season and moving him on to six points. It's all very close. Very in close. The, uh, in the long season standings. Yeah. I'm there on four and a half points. Andy with six points. The guest, seven and a half points. So with wildcard weekend, oh. divisional weekend, championship weekend, and the Super Bowl still to play for, in theory, I can still win but I would need to win every single week to get to the winner's circle. Um, side bet for week 18. Going into week 18, Andrew was on 41 points. I was on 47 points. The uh, The gap had increased again from the previous week. It was five, it was back to six. Um, so, could Mr. Cook close the gap? He started off well. He picked the Lions to beat the Vikings. The Seahawks to beat the Cardinals. The Chiefs to beat the Chargers. Sadly, (sighs) was let down by the Eagles not beating the Giants, not getting that that all-important fourth point Mm. there. That moves Andy on to 44 points for the side bet for the season. Okay. I had the Buccaneers to beat the Panthers, the Packers to beat the Bears, the Cowboys to beat the Washington Commanders, and the Raiders 
to beat the Broncos for another four clean sweep, my second in a row. Moving on to 51 points in the side bet for the season, extending the lead yet again uh. to seven points. It is still it is still there, and it can still quite back, but again, we'll need a couple of, uh, of, of clean sweeps for himself and a couple of stinkers from me uh, mm. in order to get it back. But this time of the season, obviously the playoff games, there are fewer. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with the Cyber moving forward through the playoffs. That's Week 18's picks and Cyber gone through. I have indeed got some delicious stats in front of me furnished to us via the Stats Mistress. So I will let you start, Mr Duncan, and I will finish us off as it were. Uh, yes, as Paul said there, these are the uh, NFL Week 18 stats brought to the Stats Mistress by Nate Davis of USA Today and brought to us, obviously, by the Stats Mistress. Um, there's plenty to go through, so let's get started. Number one. With the Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, Houston Texans, Los Angeles Rams and the Pittsburgh Steelers qualifying for the postseason, at least four new teams have reached the playoffs. Compared to previous years, field in every season since 1990. I did that thing. I did that thing that you do as an old person. Uh, that I, I mean, me uh, today when I saw something that talked about 1999, and I went, "Well, that wasn't that long ago. It was." 25 years ago. Number two, aside from 19, aside from the 1982 strike campaign, which did not include divisional play, the past 46 seasons have featured at least one divisional winner that missed postseason the previous year. Come on down, Lions and Texans, who will be hosting Super Wild Card Weekend Affairs next weekend. Number three. Sunday was even better for the Texans. They ousted the Colts on Saturday night. The Jacksonville Jaguars lost, conferring the AFC South crown to Houston for the first time since 2019. It's the 19th time in the past 21 seasons that at least one team in the league has won a division the year after winding up in last place or with a share of it. Uh, I feel like the NFL are, are properly rolling out the stats this week. They're, uh, they're knocking some stats right out. Uh, four for me. Nice job by the scrappy... Cincinnati Bengals, who won their final game to finish 9-8, and despite losing quarterback Joe Burrow for most of the season's second half. The victory meant all four of the AFC North's teams finished with a winning record, the first time in Super Bowl era since 1966 that an entire division's membership was above 500. Number five, nice job by the Jets, who snapped their 
15-game losing streak to the New England Patriots with a 17-3 win on Sunday. Number six, Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey was inactive Sunday, finishing the regular season with 984 receiving yards and ending his string of 1,000-yard campaigns at seven in a row. No other tight end in NFL history has had more than three straight. My seventh and final stat for the week, bittersweet Sunday for Lions rookie tight end Sam Laporta. He got five passes, giving him 86 for the season, a new record for rookie tight ends after he surpassed Keith Jackson. However, Laporta was knocked out of the game with a knee injury, a potentially crippling blow to the NFC North champions a week ahead of their first ever playoff game at Ford Field. Uh, That wraps up my stats for the week. I believe, Paul, you have other stats to go through. Yes, indeed. So I start my stats with... Jeff Driscoll became the Browns' fifth starting quarterback of this season, whilst giving Joe Flacco the day off on Sunday. Cleveland joins the 1984 Chicago Bears as the only teams to reach the playoffs despite starting five quarterbacks in one season. Mental. Absolutely ridiculous. And the 2023 campaign has been a stark reminder that you better have legitimate quarterback depth, a lesson that's been repeatedly taught since week one when the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers for the season with an Achilles injury. San Francisco running back Christian McCaffrey rested his tender calf on Sunday, but still finished with a league-high 1,459 yards on the ground. The first in-season wire-to-wire rushing king this century. After going 35-35 for on field goals, entering Sunday, the best start to a career of any kicker in league history, the Dallas Cowboys' Brandon Aubrey missed twice against Washington. One of his attempts blocked. This didn't stop America's team from winning the NFC East, as the Philadelphia Eagles completed their crash and burn on Sunday against the Giants. It's not mentioned in here, but that, uh, and I noticed that, I don't know if it was on the red zone or just on the, um, the coverage that was on Sky over the weekend, but the NFC East hasn't had a repeat champion in something like 16 years or 20 years or something like that. So it's been... I think the, the 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 Cowboys have won it the most, but in that time it's always gone Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, Giants, Cowboys. It's never been a repeat winner that's won it like back to back years. So it's clearly the most competitive division in the sport. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, just strange that no teams ever won it back to back. Yeah. Or, well, not not ever, but in the last however many years. Um, the Eagles follow the 2022 Miami Dolphins, among other teams, to limp into the playoffs, despite losing five of their final six games. 
Um, Aubrey's off day for the Cowboys also didn't prevent the Commanders from locking up the number two overall pick of the 2024 draft, meaning quarterback Sam Howell's days as a starter may surely have to come elsewhere. And the final stat of the week for myself, and therefore us, the Packers had no Pro Bowlers in 2023, but still managed to be the 14th and final team to qualify for the playoffs, earning themselves a wild card date and a trip to Dallas next Sunday. That's your stats. Done and dusted. As there are only six games in Super Wild Card Weekend, myself, Mr. Cup, and our appointed guest for this week, my good lady wife, Mrs. Amy Williams, have provided our six selections of who we think will advance to the next round of the playoffs. So, our first game on Super Wildcard Weekend sees the Cleveland Browns travelling to take on the Houston Texans. Now, whilst I don't think it's the matchup of the best teams, something about this game makes you think it could be the best or the most competitive game of the weekend as you've got the 5th seed Browns going up against the 4th seed Texans. But obviously, you would like to think that even though the Texans are at home, the Browns probably go into this game as the favourite because they have more wins during the regular season. Our predict- our, our picks have probably reflected that in as much as we've all picked the Browns to progress here. Now, <clears throat> From my perspective, that might be a little bit of Homer bias, in that obviously the Browns are somewhat my team. Um, but it's it's one of the six games where I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans pull this one off. So, and um, CJ Stroud is obviously a rookie going into his first playoff campaign, and it wouldn't surprise me if he has that momentum. Yeah. So, so you and I had a bit of a of a chat before we pressed record on this, just to sort of outline a few things. And when we got into talking about the playoffs, um, I was talking about some selections that I'd made for the picks that I've made, and I said there was a game in those selections that I could easily see going the other way, and it's this game. Obviously, like you said, we've all gone with the Browns. And there is an element of maybe it's a homer pick for yourself. Maybe it's the, oh, you know, maybe it's that we think the Browns are going to win. We want the Browns to win versus, I suppose, if that kind of, versus we know the Browns are going to win. Maybe a heart overhead situation. The Texans, more often than not, not the team you're going to pick in an out and out gunfight. But CJ Stroud, 
they've, they've made it this far. You've got to look at when you're dealing with playoff games, you've got to look at the two teams, the either side of that ball, and say, they made it to the playoffs. There's got to be something. I I know from a from a fantasy perspective, I picked up CJ Stroud weeks before the end of the season going, this guy seems to be able to get it done. And going into the final game of the season, my number one quarterback was out. Put CJ Stroud in, got good got good points off the back of it. Not enough to win. But this is the game I see going the other way against my predictions. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like we're probably lucky in the fact that obviously over here, um, it's the first of the Saturday games, which means it'll be uh, kicking off at 9.30pm. Yeah. Um, so unless it goes to overtime, this one should finish at a, a reasonable hour. Hmm. Um and with it being a Saturday, there's obviously the argument you could make that you might be able to stay up a little bit later than usual to run into the Sunday to be able to finish the games off. Yeah. Um, the second game, however, on Saturday of Wildcard Weekend, or Sunday early morning, as it will be over here in the UK, is the somewhat limping into the playoffs Miami Dolphins at the unusually... Number three seeded Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so <clears throat> something I didn't realise was that for, for possibly the first time in, in, that I've known it, well, with the um, the uh, the playoff schedule, all of the AFC games will be played first. I am, I did not notice that. So it's the um, it's the the fifth versus the fourth seed, the sixth versus the third seed, and the seventh versus the second seed, all on the AFC side of things for the first three games, which uh, I didn't realise at the time, which is slightly odd. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, no great shock. We've all picked the Chiefs to win here, and I don't know if that's just because it's the Chiefs at home, or if it's the fact that the Dolphins. Proven they just can't get a win against decent sides. So I spent I spent all of last week saying the Dolphins have this weird thing that the theory is if you put them up against a decent team they will not come away victorious. Which again is very strange to think that we're going into playoff season and 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 they're there. Honestly, I'd love it if the Dolphins were playing a different team as their first game because I'd love them to go another, at least another step into the playoffs or you know even another couple of steps. They have been a great team for certainly this season, if not the last couple. It's just unfortunate. In a lot of ways, it's just unfortunate to say the Chiefs are their first game and are probably going to be their last for the playoffs. Obviously, this is... Um, uh, I was going to say Patrick Mahomes' first appearance in Wild Card Weekend, but it is not. Um, it is, however, uh, Patrick Mahomes' uh, first playoff sequence where he may not have, he may not play a, uh, a game at... Um, Arrowhead Stadium. Obviously, they'd have to progress 
first. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how things pan out. But as it stands, myself, Mr. Cook, and Amy have all picked the Chiefs to progress in this one. That's the Saturday slate of games over. We then move to the Sunday slate of games where there are three. The first game of which would be the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. We are just going to take a small break just to uh, recompose ourselves um, and then we'll get into break now the Steelers at the Bills. You won't need to go anywhere. It'll just pop back on your feet. But we're going to step away for just two minutes. Recording in progress. Uh, yes, indeed. We're back. So, two games in the playoffs down. Four games to go. And as we said before, we move to the Sunday slate games. And the first of those is the last of the AFC uh, wildcard round. And it is the seventh seed Pittsburgh Steelers travelling to the jumping up into the second seed with their win in Miami, Buffalo Bills. So the Bills, at the start of the day, went in as the provisional number seven seed um, and jumped all the way to the number two, Man. which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. <coughs> um, I said to a group of friends prior to the Bills-Dolphins game that I felt if the Bills were to win against the Dolphins on Sunday, I can see a scenario where they ride that crest of a wave all the way to the Super Bowl. And it is a stance I will hold all the way until Super Bowl Sunday, obviously unless the Bills crash and burn as they have a propensity to do. Um, so you will be shocked to hear that I have picked the Buffalo Bills to win this game as has Mr. Cook um, however Mrs. Williams believes that the Steelers will have what it takes to beat the Bills even though they're without star uh, star linebacker TJ Watt Who, whose brother took to Twitter to to, to ask if, if anyone thought that he'd be missed uh, which, you know, hilarious. Um, I'm not going to lie. There is a lot about this game I don't like. And I might upset some people, and those people may or may not be from the Pittsburgh area, but I don't like the Steelers being where they are, namely the playoffs. Um Obviously, they have been good enough to get to the playoffs. That is as simple as it can be. On paper, they have done what they needed to do to get there. However, gun to my head, if you ask me what it was they did, other than obviously winning games, I couldn't tell you. I I need I need a little more zhuzh from my playoff teams and this season obviously we were talking at one point that you know Mike Tomlin's never had a a, a a losing season this was the season it was on the cards it was a possibility not that long ago that's what I don't like about this element 
The other element is, and I said this last week, the Bills needed a win last week to right the boat, to correct a few issues that they've had through the season. If they walk it, if they not walking, but if they go into the playoffs, having left those issues behind, great. And I will back your play that says that we see them as one of the two teams in the Super Bowl. I would, I would be more than happy for that to be the case. The reason I don't like this game is because of the way I feel about the Steelers as a team at this point in time. And because of the way the Bills have got where they are now. This has upset written all over it. And that's why I don't like it. Because what I want to say is, the Bills are going to win this game. They're going to move on to the next round. They're going to win the next game. They're going to move on. And they will be one of the two teams that enter the Super Bowl. Hand on my hat, gun to my head and every other sort of way of putting it. Can I say that I believe that 100%? Absolutely not. So, that's why I don't like this game. Yes, I've picked the Bills to win, but as is, as is with the pre a previous game we've already discussed, head over heart, heart over head. Fingers crossed. <laughs> There's the, there is an element of, yeah, if, if we hope hard enough, maybe it'll happen. Hmm. I just, I just think, whilst I agree with everything you've said there, I, I just think that it, it can't be understated just how much TJ Watt not playing just, for me, just almost removes the one sort of sliver of a chance that the Steelers had in this game. Yeah. 100%. They're already dealing with the fact that they're going in with a backup quarterback yeah. who, let's let's be honest, is their third string yeah. because the backup quarterback, even though Kenny Pickett is so oddly, Kenny Pickett is now fit again, but they've already said that Mason Rudolph will be the starter. So you've now got a situation where you've gone from Kenny Pickett being the un un sort of like quality the un undeniable starter. Gets injured. Mitchell Trubisky comes in to take over the gig. Does terribly. So much so that they have to put uh, Mason Rudolph in to try and salvage the season. Yep. He does well. So well that even though the starting quarterback of Kenny Pickett is now back fit, they don't want to disrupt the rhythm of the team by putting the original starter back in and place. It, and it's, and it's not... A, Lose and go home scenario. Yeah, it, and it's not just that. As a team, they they didn't like him as their quarterback, and as a fan base, that fan base was very vocal about who who they did and didn't want in that position. If you make it all the way to the playoffs and then say, "Guess what, fans? We're going to put in that quarterback that you don't like," there's, there's, and then they lose. There's going to be all kinds of hell to pay. So, I absolutely think this is the right thing for them to do as a as a franchise, as a team, as a, a team in the playoffs. 
I completely agree with the way that they're doing it because, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see what the other side looks like because, poof. Yeah, it's, um, it'll be an interesting situation, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, AFC side, AFC side, done and dusted. The, sec- uh, the, the second game of the Sunday slate of games sees the beginning of the NFC side of the postseason where we have the seventh seed Green Bay Packers travelling to Arlington to take on the Dallas Cowboys in the number two seed slot. Um, this is another one where, personally, I feel the result is fairly one-sided, and I would like to see the odds for this one, because I would imagine that the Cowboys are heavy, heavy favourites, not only because they're at home, but because they're going up against the Packers team that, well, up until the weekend, had to kind of really prove that they were worthy of a, of a, of a place in the postseason. The only thing that makes me slightly concerned about this from a Dallas perspective is that in the postseason in the past, the Packers have been the team that have had their number. And that even potentially going back to this book, there may be games where the Packers have played the Cowboys and beaten them in the postseason both in Green Bay and in Dallas. So, um, so, so for me, the Packers are the Steelers in this scenario. Um, I, I, I don't particularly like the fact that they're in in this position. Um, I, I, uh, yeah. There's no, like I said before, there's no judge for me, um, but. But it is what it is. They are where they are. Cowboys, on the other hand, I... The best way of wording it is, I may not be the biggest fan of this version of the Cowboys. However, you've got to respect... You know, game respects game or whatever. You've got to respect... When a team's doing well, when a, when a team gets the job done, you can't argue with it. You know, there was that point in time where everybody had to shut up and say the Patriots were were the were the team, sort of thing. Um, in this in this scenario, the Cowboys have done more than enough to get them to this position. The Cowboys are notorious for going well in the season, getting to the playoffs, are going. <laughs> What do we do? And Green Bay are often the team that takes them out of the running. So, in in that scenario where, like I say, the 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 Packers are, are, are nothing special for me at this point in time. Yeah, something something strange could happen, and you know. Yeah, just just for clarification. And Andy have taken the Cowboys in this game. Amy has picked the Packers. Um, something I did say to another another group of, of mates that I watched the games with was that the Packers over the last couple of weeks have, have almost been that team that they've, they've almost done the equivalent of what in English football. Obviously, English football's playoffs work in a slightly different way in that you've only got four teams from each division that make the postseason playoffs. It's a two-legged game. The winner of each leg, or the winner of each game, sorry, goes to the final at Wembley. And in the football, 
with the playoffs, there's all there always seems to be that one team that sort of puts together a run of games in the last six to eight weeks of the season and gets into the playoffs on the last weekend of the season. Yeah. And it's almost as if the Packers have sort of been that team that they've always they've always seen down and out, down and out. And then they've just got off the canvas and managed to drag themselves to a was it nine and eight record? Ten and seven, maybe? Um but they've snuck in as the seventh seed. Now, for me, the Packers I would class as being sneaky good at this particular part of the season. They've got a quarterback that looks hungry. Obviously, it's his first season as the regular starter. They've got players that have underperformed at the, at the skill position this season. I saw Aaron Jones' numbers at running back this season. I was horrified at how little he'd done. I think he had something like 600 rushing yards this season and two touchdowns, which for a guy that I would have classed in the top sort of five or six running backs in the league at the start of the season is woefully short of where he should be yes. in terms of his output. Um, could that be the sign of a team that's ready to explode in the postseason and just put down, you know, Aaron Jones as a game where he rushes for 120 yards, gets a couple of scores, puts Dallas up against him, things like that. Um, it's it's the one game, I, I suppose, where you've said the, the Steelers-Bills game is the game where you're sort of on upset alert. It's the same for me on this one with the Packers-Cowboys game. Yeah. It's, the, it's the one that I'm looking at thinking, I, I think the Cowboys will win comfortably, but if there's one game over the course of the weekend where I see the shock happening, it would be typical Dallas for them to lose this game. Here's the best way of putting it right now. The, the best way of putting it right now. When we when we reconvene next week and you say, winning the week, Amy Williams will know <laughs> that it's gone horribly, horribly wrong for a couple of teams at this point in the predictions. <laughs> it's, it's not wrong. And it, is, and it is absolutely the outcome that will inevitably happen. Um, our third and final Sunday of Super Wildcard Weekend game sees the sixth seed Los Angeles Rams travel to take on the third seed Detroit Lions in a game that, until they had mentioned it on the, on the coverage at the weekend, seems the number one overall draft pick of the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford, travelling Back to Detroit to take on the number one overall draft pick of the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff, in a matchup of number one draft picks that have swapped teams. Um, is it too much to say that? I'll, I'll go for the picks to, to start us off. So, myself and Andy have both gone for the Lions in this one. Amy has gone with the Rams. Now, this is obviously the Lions' first home game in the postseason. Since 1991. Yeah. Will it be a case of... The Detroit fans have been building up to this moment for the past 33 years. 
that even right? No, that is right. Jesus Christ. The past 33 years. And the, pre- and the pressure gets the pressure gets too much. Is it going to be that proverbial damn squib where they end up scoring six points on offense and get absolutely creamed by a Rams team that, in in a certain like sort of like similar vein to the Packers, have been sneaky good and for me have come from absolutely nowhere to get yeah. into the postseason when they've clinched in week seventeen. I, part of me was like, "Whoa, hang on, when when did the Rams get?" Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I am with you 100%. I remember like early, like six weeks into the season being like, ah, oh, look look at the Rams. Oh, bless, they're trying. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've had issue with the Rams in the last few seasons, mostly because they bought a Super Bowl. Um, open the books, goddammit. Um, I have absolutely loved watching the Lions this season. I think they've done a fantastic job. Um, and I, we, again, we spoke about it before we pressed record when I was like, this is for, for Jared Goff, this is, this is the game. If, if this is the last, you know, in a scenario where it could, it, 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 if it was the last game he ever played, this is the game to play and to win. Um, like we were saying, unlike the Lions, the Rams have almost come out of nowhere and just done that. You didn't forget about us, did you? Because we're here. It's like, oh, actually, we did forget about you. That's that's fine. Come on in. Um, I've gone Lions, but again, I did mention earlier to to you that um. I'd actually changed my pick before sending it through to you. I did have the Rams down to win this. As an upset more than anything, and then I changed it to the Lions have been good enough to get here. Let's not let's not diminish the work they've done. Um, and I, like I say, if there is one game for the rest of Jared Goff's life that he kind of needs to win to send a message, it's this game. So yeah, when they when they all, all they manages to kick a field goal for the entire entire game, and you're like, well, that was that, um, yeah. But the, there's a part the part of me that's like, is this game of the week? Is this the game where we're all going to be like, you can you can you can keep all the rest. I just need to I just need to see that game just to see what what happens. No, I, I, agree, I agree. So, that's the Saturday and the Sunday slate of games done and dusted. That just leaves us the Monday Night Football, which sees the fifth seed Philadelphia Eagles travelling to Tampa Bay to take on the fourth seed Buccaneers. Is it is it too easy for me to say at this point that I don't think if, if you could have said to the Eagles, you're in the postseason, we'll allow you to hand-pick the team you want to play. <laughs> could, would they not have said, give us the team that wins the NFC South? I don't see a scenario where they would have... 
given the other six, the other six teams that are involved in the NFC playoffs, I don't see a scenario where they didn't want to not play, where they didn't want to play anyone else other than the Bucks, because the Eagles at this point stick. They are terrible. So week week in week out. This this the back end of this season. We have been saying, "What on earth is going on in Philadelphia at the Eagles?" I I saw some weird training drills. There there were people um, like NFL people on NFL programs calling for a change at the quarterback position and saying that other options were going to be a much better uh, fit. There was this, like I say, this weird training video where they were training Jalen Hurts to hit the deck rather than taking sacks because he'd just been taking sack after sack after sack. I agree. The Eagles look bad. And I think the weird, the probably the weirder thing of all is if somebody said to you, can you tell us why? Nope. No idea. Nothing's standing out as a, this is why the Eagles suck right now. So, yeah, a, a, an Eagles-Bucks game. Uh, so, part of me thought that back in, I'm just trying to double check when the game was, I think, yeah, week 13. So, back in week 13, the Eagles played the 49ers. Um, and obviously they lost and were comfortably beaten by the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Part of me felt that not that they'd thrown the game by any stretch of the means, but part of me did wonder have they purposely underperformed to lull the Niners into a false sense of security for if they have to play them further down the you line. Have, you have spent Far too much time with me. That is that is a me that is a me thing to say because I'm like sitting here like I'm telling you this is this has got oh we're we're six weeks into the season and and Gronk's injured his toe and has to go out for the next ten weeks. Oh, but you didn't forget about him, did you? Brady to Gronk, Brady to Gronk, Brady to Gronk, Super Bowl. Wins the Super Bowl with a Brady to Gronk throw. It's it reeks of nobody can tell you what's wrong with the Eagles because maybe there's nothing wrong with the Eagles. Maybe the Eagles said this is how we get to the playoffs, and this is how we get to the Super Bowl. And I've said before, I've said in the past, there are. There are games in the last few weeks of the regular season that look to me like teams are trying to hand-pick their playoff opponents. Do you want to go into week one of the playoffs against the best team in the playoffs, or do you want a free week? And a free week is, I want to play that team because they're not as good as this team. So that's the first week of the playoffs done and dusted, when it is... When it is basically sudden death, you lose, you go home, you want a free week. And then your second week wants to be 
it's not it's not free by any any stretch of the imagination. But if you are a better team, you're winning that game and you're moving on. Now, I keep I keep bringing us back to we all had a wonderful you know we all had a, had a laugh and a joke at the uh, the the script sketch that was put out by the NFL at the start of the season, and then obviously you know we've had a a, a series of sketchy decisions and and you know changing the outcomes of game decisions because um, you know that team winning wasn't in the script because we, we can joke about it because it's funny um, but I, I I agree with what you're saying there is a part of me that's like if you can't tell me what's wrong then maybe there's nothing wrong if it walks like a cat and it looks like a cat and it smells like a cat what's the chances that it's actually a dog it's it's that if you can't it, I, I know I keep saying but if you can't tell me what's wrong is there anything wrong it will be interesting and like I say I think if the Eagles were going against anyone else in this weekend I would give massive massive favoritism to that team but the fact that it's the Bucks who kind of limped into the playoffs of themselves, mm-hmm. having won a very, very easy division. I just think that the Eagles will have enough to get it to click on the day to be able to say that they can fight on and stay in the competition. So like we said, myself and Andy have both backed the Eagles in this one. Amy has gone with the Bucks. She clearly has been studying the form and seen that the Eagles have, for one of a better phrase, shat the bed for five out of the last six weeks. And, she, um, and she's a massive Baker Mayfield fan. And she just can't get enough Mayfield. Yeah. Um, which does mean that over the course of the six games, myself and Andy have picked the exact same slate, whereas Amy has different picks from the Steelers down to the Bucks across the board. Which means that myself and Andy need a tiebreaker in the event that all six games go the way that we've set. So, my suggestion for this tiebreaker would be, um, have a little think in your head now, go through the final score that you think might be the case in all of the games, add that total up, and give me your total points for all six games combined. So, I'm going to do a little bit of calculations on my phone as we speak, I will of course fill in the meantime by the medium of do-do-doing and uh, making random sounds with my mouth. We need that, um, it's not the countdown music, is it? It's whatever America use whenever they're doing like a like a countdown timer. Is that the Jeopardy? Thing? Yeah, something like that. Do, 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 do. But then I'm like, yeah, we'd get like copyright struck or something. I think me singing it is is the closest we can get. So I will continue to sing it for everybody. I'm not going to do that. I want to subject people to it. 
you. Right. So, I have my total points for the six games. Andrew. Yes. What is your total points for the six games my altogether? To- my total points for the six games altogether is 266 points. Just so there is no cheating, this is the number that I had calculated on my phone. Mm, I like it. 234 for those of you not watching the podcast. I'm not watching. So, that is the picks done. The tiebreaker, should it be needed, should it need, should it be needed even, done. All that's left is for me and Andy to go through these six games, pick three games each, and that will be our side bet for week 19. As Andy is behind in the side bet, as always, I will allow him the choice to go first or to make me go first. Now, slightly different this week, and obviously we normally snake the picks. So it would go 1, 1, 2, 2, 3, 3. No, that still makes sense. It still works. Still works. Yeah. So yeah. So do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first on this one? <laughs> I'm going to go first. Yeah. And just because there's quite a lot riding on the line at this point, and just because part of me, the the failed comedian in me, feels that it's the most hilarious pick of all for me personally. I'm going to take the Cowboys to beat the Packers. Wow. <laughs> I am legitimately amazed that in your first pick you have not taken the Buffalo Bills. So and I will obviously swoop straight in there and take the Bills yeah, to beat them. Absolutely. The Second. Ooh, I'm going to have to take the Chiefs. Um, even though it, I, I think of the six games, it could be one of the more closely contested ones. I just think that the fact that the Dolphins have played themselves out of the number two pick rather yeah. than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the number two C, sorry. I'll go with the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, your two remaining picks, please. Okay, so... Part of me, having had the conversation we've just had, part of me is surprised that you didn't go with this. So I will take the Eagles to beat the Buccaneers. And I will then double down and back my my pick and my little blurb about this one. I am going to take the Lions to beat the Rams. Very nice. Which means that I'm left with the Cleveland Browns to beat the Houston Texans. Which means, incredibly, that um, we have basically split ourselves AFC-NFC. You've taken the three NFC games and I've taken the three AFC games. So, congratulations to the Houston Texans, the Miami Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams... And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for making the second week of the postseason. Uh, yes, get... So just to clarify, 
Just for clarification, Andrew has the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Green Bay Packers, the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Detroit Lions to beat the Los Angeles Rams. I have the Buffalo Bills to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Miami Dolphins, and the Cleveland Browns to beat the Houston Texans. If our predictions come to pass as it is, the championship round of the NFL playoffs will see the Cleveland Browns go to Baltimore to play the Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs go to Buffalo to play the Bills yes please sign me up for that and it will see the Philadelphia Eagles travel to San Francisco to take on the 49ers Whereas the Detroit Lions will go to Jero World to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, delicious. Obviously, if Amy's picks come to pass, it will be the Steelers travelling to um, Baltimore to take on the Ravens mm-hmm. and the Browns travelling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And on the NFC side of things, it will be the Packers going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers and the Rams travelling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your NFL Super Wild Card Weekend predictions done and dusted. The book is closed for the week. Obviously, at this time, I have to thank Mr. Cook for joining me again, as always, to go through this week in the NFL, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the shenanigans, the shanahanigans and whatnot. Um, Obviously, there has been some movement on the head coaching side of things, but um, I feel to break those all down would, would, would take just a little bit too long. Um, and it could be uh, it could be we start with uh, with next week's show. We'll start with the hirings and firings, as it were. Uh, yeah, in because, the NFL head coaching world. Yeah, because I imagine at this point it's not done, and I also imagine there's probably quite a big one on the cards. Uh, whether that's done now or a little further in the off season, um, but yeah, I, I suspect there's a big one coming. So just to give I that the opportunity think... to come out. Yeah, I don't think you're far. Uh, I don't think you're far wrong with that. And I think people who've watched the uh, watched the podcast and the NFL for a period of time will know pretty much who you're talking about there. If I had a hood, I would put it up almost immediately. Thank you, as always, to you guys for tuning in, watching, or listening. We'll be back in about a week's time to break down the Super Wild Card Weekend. And look ahead to NFC, no, sorry, uh, championship, sorry, not championship, divisional round weekend in the NFL playoffs. But until then, take care of yourselves, look after yourselves, make sure you look after each other, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. So there you go, what do you think is that? A good one, I think you'll agree. Bumper episode, 
bumper edition of the NFL podcast. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review, and check out the website. It's thecookiehouse.com. There we've got social social media links, if I can get my words out, and an email button. That way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of CookieCast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.